What's up, Screen Heaters? This is your co-host, JL Martinez, coming to you with part two of our 2021 Christmas Habas holiday special. Here it goes. And here we are, back at Habas 2021 here at the Comic-Con Tower. This has been an amazing event so far. So many things have happened. We had some rain earlier, but now it's a beautiful day, and Habas are going out the door, and what better person to give us the update than Mr. Joe Chi, president of Comic-Con, and his amazing father, who is joining us on the podcast as well. Luis Chi. Luis Chi. Mr. Luis Chi and Mr. Joe Chi. This is the only interview that matters. Chi Sr. and Chi Jr. I love it. (laughs) Bienvenidos. Gracias. Gracias. We're very happy to have you both for this glorious Habas. I think that we've already given away over 100 meals. Mm -hmm. Over 100 meals. That was very fast. Just in the first hour. So, Joe, tell us a little bit about how the team at Comico pulled this off and all the amazing sponsors that put this event together every year. Uh, first of all, I'd like to thank you all very much for this interview, uh, J.L. Martinez and also Kevin Sharpley. Uh, we're, we, we did a lot of work uh, during the whole week, especially Patty. Patty had to take up uh, double duty, especially uh, during this pandemic because of certain, uh, certain employees, you know, the turnover and this and that. And which is which is very prevalent during these times. Right. Uh, Force her to do so. So logistically, how did you pull this off? Because last year it was at the Marlin Stadium and now it's back at Camacall and it's still a drive by. Kevin, that's a very interesting question. And uh, that's a question which I also addressed to Channel 4 yesterday. They asked me if the Marlins were involved or not this year again. And I simply told them, yes, the Marlins are involved. The only difference is that instead of giving out the food at the Marlins area, we were giving out our Camacol, but we are starting the line at the Marlins area. So it's, so it is a, it continues to be a collaboration, not only with the Marlins, but also with the rest of our suppliers who uh, unfortunately this year have been af- affected by the supply chain disruption. Yeah, everyone has been affected by the supply chain, but you were still able to give 500 meals. Uh, yes, uh, the city of Miami police commander was telling me, well, 500 meals is better than no meals. That's right. And I agree with that. It makes yeah. a big, big difference. Yes. That is still a huge impact in the community for sure. And like you said, you know, you're still neighbors with the Marlins. Vecino. We help each other out. And so that partnership continues. They even provided this great tent, which helped during the rain portion of the event. So there's always something, a little bit, a little helping hand from the community. And, and obviously Coca-Cola, Sedanos, all the other amazing sponsors, Publix, La Llave, so many great partners, right? A little bit about the history I'd like to mention about La, La Havas. This was started uh, back a long time ago when Camacol uh, was predominantly a chamber of small grocers. Uh, during that time, my father was also a, a grocery uh, entrepreneur. He also uh, worked with the chamber with uh, Mr. Luis Sabines, who is one of the originators of Camacol during that period of time, too. And uh, that was when the Havas started to be built back in those days. Wow. There's a lot to be said about tradition yes, and sir. handing that tradition on and on and on and a tradition that does so much for the community. How has the event evolved then from its early beginnings to now seeing all these sort of, you know, what were gro- local grocers, but are, you know, really big companies now that are getting involved and, uh, and how has do you see the event evolving in the future? Uh, the event, I see it growing in the future once again after the pandemic, especially. Uh, one of the things that I, I was talking to our chairman of the Havas or the Christmas Basket event, uh, Pedro Mesa, 
was uh, he, he lamented that, you know, this year due to the supply chain situation, we were only able to do 500, but they would like to aim for the 3,000 plus next year again, hopefully, uh, given the uh, conditions, the evolving conditions of the pandemic. Yeah, that's absolutely. a great way to plant that seed for next year. Yes, absolutely. And, yes, and Kevin. obviously, as a, as a chamber that's so involved in the community locally here, but also internationally, how do you see the local and the global picture as we start to slowly come out of the situation? Well, Camacol, uh, during this pandemic, uh, has actually had a chance to regroup itself and actually start to grow again. Uh, one of the agreements, uh, which you probably saw recently when we went to Las Vegas, we realigned our, ourselves again and we re, and we signed another agreement, the second agreement with a U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce, which we had a, which we were actually co-founders back in 1979. With this, Camacol is basically at the vanguard of a group of chambers, the largest group of chambers, not only Hispanic chambers in the United States, but the largest groupers uh, per se here in this country, even larger than the U.S. Chamber of Commerce at this moment as we speak. Wow, wow that's amazing. That's some amazing growth. Absolutely. From a group a of small Internationally, grocery. and that's only nationally, yeah. domestically. Internationally, what, I, what we've done with uh, my co-presidency of AICO, which is the Association of Ibero-American Chambers of Commerce, uh, one, of the, uh, one of my responsibilities was to be able to bring the U.S. Hispanic groups into the fold of the international group. Uh, but, and we did that by bringing in uh, the U.S. Hispanic Chamber of Commerce in our collaboration moving forward. And at the same time, we also are in the process of getting ready to sign an agreement with the Chamber of Commerce in uh, Madrid, Spain, which is the head uh, chamber for the Confederation of Spanish Chamber of Commerces which I believe uh, with all these chambers together, we will probably be the largest group of Hispanic chambers in the world probably sometime starting next year. Wow. Yeah, talk about growth. Yeah, that's ambitious. So, and, and let's talk a little bit about some of these new businesses. I know recently we attended an interesting uh, series of events here that have to do with not only cryptocurrency, but NFTs. Uh, how do you see some of these new business models coming into play? Uh, it's... Um, that's a very good question. I'm glad you asked that question. We, we, uh, of course, uh, you, uh, you, Kevin, and me, we definitely have been involved quite a bit with NFTs, along with the initial pioneering work done at Camacol with uh, Chairman Barletta from the from the technology technology committee. yeah committee. Uh, what I would like to say is moving forward, especially uh, Camacol needs to be at the vanguard of whatever technological development comes down. Uh, is being developed at the time. Uh, what I believe this is going to be very important because, for example, uh, with NFTs and with uh, the blockchain, uh, you're just while we were in Spain, we heard an announcement that uh, uh, CEO Zuckerman from the Facebook uh, has in initiated the process of creating a metaverse starting from Europe, and they're hiring. 10,000 people right now. And then another noteworthy news, which I found was uh, Jack Dorsey from Twitter. Basically, uh, he resigned his position as co-CEO of Twitter in order to run one of their subsidiaries, which is Square, which is a money processing system. And immediately upon taking over Square, I heard that he had changed the name to Block, 
which is, and they started accepting cryptocurrencies. So I believe that Camacol as a chamber possibly is, is probably the most advanced chamber at the vanguard of the technology movement moving forward here in Miami-Dade County, perhaps even Florida. That's tremendous, keeping yeah. Camacol in the forefront, yeah. not just up with the times, but in front of the times and connecting with exactly what's going on in this day and age. That's pretty amazing, and that's incredible leadership. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you very much. And I could not have done it without the support of all of you, of uh, P Patricia Arias, of you guys, you know, JL Martinez, uh, Kevin Sharpley, and all the directors uh, who have supported us, our staff, our, uh, our executive uh, committee as well, with, uh, with Willie Gort as head of the Hemispheric Congress, with uh, our vice president, Italo Torrense, our treasurer, uh, Fausto Alvarez, and everyone else who has helped move Camacol forward, especially during these hard times. I have a very important question. Uh oh. Your dad's mask. That is, that, that is a really, really great mask. We want to know where that came from. <laughs> ¿Dónde conseguiste esa máscara? ¿Dónde conseguiste esa máscara que le gusta que es tan interesante? We all want one of those masks. De Navidad y todo. That's in the forefront. There you go. That's on the vanguard of mask wearing. It is. Sure. Absolutely. Perfect for the times. Absolutely. Absolutely. on the edge. There you go. I love it. We have to distribute those next year. Fashionistas edge. on top of everything else. <laughs> Well, uh, we'd like to thank both Joe Chi and his father, Mr. Luis Chi, for joining us here. We're going to take a little bit break, and we'll be back with more guests here at Habas 2021, Habas Radio at Comical Tower. See you soon. Thank you. Okay, we're back. Habas Radio, Comical 2021 Christmas. Habas, very special member of the Comical team here. Give us your full name and, and what you do with Comical, and then we'll jump I'm right in. I'm Dr. Dennis Rod, and I'm supposed to be a community director for the Latin Chamber of Commerce, and uh, I am from Sunny Isles Beach, Florida. Beautiful. Well, welcome very happy. to the interview. And, and Very happy to have you. Absolutely. Thank you so much. Dr. Rod. Well, you know, Chemical extends itself worldwide, so therefore, you know, Sunny Isles is just around the corner. Right. So I take the liberty of inviting everybody over to come to Sunny Isles Beach. Okay. That's I'm on 190 and uh, Collins. Nice out there. It's a little more relaxed than South Beach, that whole vibe. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. Well, it's the opposite. Because <laughs> South Beach is way south. Right. And we are way northeast next to uh, next to Golden Beach. Yes, directionally speaking, you're you're closer to Aventura than you are to Brickell. Well, Aventura is towards the west. Yes. We are towards the east, next to the ocean. But still off of Collins Avenue. Yes. Very beautiful. I'm in Atlantic Boulevard, but... It is Collins, yes. Absolutely. Well, let's talk a little bit about Haas. Tell us a little bit about your impressions of the event this well, year. Well, what can you expect with these beautiful people that work here? <laughs> Joe G is a star. And Patricia was just telling her, Patricia Rojas, I was just telling her that I spoke to her on, on radio. I was on radio today just praising the lady because she's impressive. You know, this place works because he has an administration that works on behalf of the community. Let there be no mistake about that. It has an administration that works on behalf of the community, and it's so good to have people like them work for the community the way they do year-round. It's amazing. 
Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I would say that this house uh, is, is an example. And I can I can assure you that we're very lucky to have them, and the community uh, is lucky to have them. They're assets. Hello, they're assets of the community. They're excellent. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. Oh, and by the way, I didn't only speak about Patricia Rojas on radio. I was on TV. Tremendo right. spokesperson we have here. Yeah. <laughs> well, it's because, you know, the reason I mentioned her is because, you know, behind an administration, there's always a force. She's the force and she's the light. Oh, yes. Okay. She's the force and she's the light. Absolutely. And therefore, that is why I have to say something like that of that nature. Yeah, I agree. And she just been baptized over here as well. <laughs> so we just got a little after rain. <laughs> and Mr. Chi obviously is one of the best administrators we've ever had, and uh, and obviously we're very lucky to have the place run by uh, Joe Chi. He's an excellent president. Yeah. But having said that, I think it's only about um, common sense now. Do we go into Spanish or keep in English? We can keep it like this. Pero si quieres decir algo en español. Para la, la, la gente de la pequeña Habana. Bueno, estaba. Allá. Ahora que está lloviendo, me estoy hablando yo para que me vaya. <laughs> As we get rid of the last oh, remnants nice. of that torrential downpour. Wow. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yo creo que, yeah. Anyway, uh, we're very lucky uh, uh, to have them here. And, uh, and I think that one of the uh, issues that uh, the community should question is that, you know, just to do this. Yeah. It's not done in one day. You know, it, you see how organized the organization is fabulous. We can only thank the county mayor and the staff. We can only thank the city and the staff. The staff of uh, the Latin Chamber of Commerce is immediate president, which is the light of the tunnel. And, uh, and I look at the way things run. I mean, it's obvious yeah. to the common eye. Yeah. Yeah, this okay. has been amazing because last year was the first year that they started to do the drive by, the drive by Habas. We had to change because of protocols, COVID protocols. Oh, yeah. And it's as seamless and as effortless as it's ever been. So I uh I wanna say it in Spanish, bienvenido. Es un placer estar aquí, compartir con un lugar tan organizado como lo que es la presentación de de la Camacol hacia la comunidad, porque esto no se hizo en un día. Bienvenue to mon ami in Creole d'Haiti. Vini ici à Flagler avec 14, la rue 14. Vini ici, la rue, la. Pat. 14 est parti. Vini ici, s'il vous plaît. Wow. C'est ton plaisir. Trilingual. Yeah. Calicall has it all. Little Creole in there. Espanol. Gavariu Paruski. Itrinita Pachasa. Gede Yekrasaya Plochat. Wow. That's amazing. I'm a little Italian. <laughs> and that was in Creole, which is on my 40. But, th but this is great because we just interviewed Joe Chi, and he was telling us about now the different paths that Calicall is taking connections and moving into the future and the growth. He has been, uh, you know, he has been a light. I mean, to go to Abu Dhabi. Hello. Right. Salam Aleikum. I mean, I work for the United Nations. I'm retired from there. So, you know, you would have breakfast here, lunch there, and dinner in the other place. Wow. Yeah. So now that I said that, 
And there goes Mr. Sedano. There he, he is. On one of his clients. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, thank you so much for having me here. It's only about a pleasure. Dr. Rao, you've been great. It has been Thank you pleasure. so much. Tell that to Chamber of Commerce. <laughs> now, Michael, if you're listening, Dr. Rao, it's fantastic. Well, they're here. They're here. Doing a great job. <laughs> and yeah. Patty does an amazing job with this. Oh, yes. With the Miami Media and Film no, Market. No. You know, you know have- I saw a photograph with her in the King of Spain. And I was telling, believe it or not, a few days ago, she was with a photograph with the King of Spain. And I kept on telling her, I came here for other reasons. And I stopped and I said, look, he's supposed to be proud of you because you're a productive person yeah. in the county of Miami-Dade, the great state of Florida. Tequesta, you know, this is the name of yeah. the state. In Spanish will be Santa Elena de la Florida. I'm a historian, so obviously... This yeah. state is called Santa Elena de la Florida. Wow. So uh, so I'll invite you to the archives of Seville whenever you go to Spain. Wow. Okay. <laughs> Great. That's a trip. <laughs> Learn the <laughs> blessings and have a beautiful day. And God bless Thank the you. Latin Chamber of Commerce. People like them, which are to be blessed by God. Look at what they're yes, doing. Yes, absolutely. This gentleman is standing there. He's using his newspaper to cover this. Absolutely. You think this is only in a day? This took some time to do. Blessing and have a beautiful afternoon. Absolutely. Happy holidays. Merry Christmas. Thank you. Happy Havas. Okay, we are back. Havas Radio 2021 at Chemical Tower doing the Christmas Havas live podcast here. The special MMFM segment of our show. That's right. Absolutely. So we have, of course, the co-host Kevin Sharpley. I'm Jail Martinez along with the one and only Patty Arias. Patty's back. Patty's back. And a special writing guru for the day, Joe Garcia, is here with us. All right, Joe. Part of the the MMFM organizing committee as well. Joe, lean forward a little bit more. Like this? Yeah. Uh, We got to get you in the broadcast. A little closer to Patty. Scooch. I like that. Oh, (laughs) things are getting kinky already. It's not even 12. I was going to say we keep it all in the family. Well, that's what we do here. (laughs) It's all in the fam. And this is the fam. It is. The inner circle. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right. I think we've talked a lot about Havas, about Kamakol. Patty, just give us a quick where we're at with the event today. Uh, we're almost finished because we could only give out 500 because of the supply chain issue. Right. So I want to bring that to home. That is 500 because of the supply chain issue. But it works really well with the drive through It's much more efficient. Right. And people are happy and the neighborhood's happy. And we had Santa all morning. Santa's still there. So is Santa still there? We as have soon as we get that Santa. Christmas, that Christmas report has to come after this segment. Yeah. We're going to end gonna, on that. Yeah, we're going right. to end with Santa. So it's been great. The mayor was here, Mayor De- uh, Daniela Vancava and Commissioner Higgins. All MMFM supporters, by the way. Absolutely. Yeah. All big supporters of the MMFM. Speaking of which, uh, we just had our 11th edition as a, a hybrid event. Yep. And that was a lot of fun. Uh, everyone here was represented uh, either introducing a panel or the event itself, or being on a panel. So let's let's bring in our again our 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 in treatment star, Joe Garcia. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. So Joe, what's what's new in the world of screenwriting? Well, the what's new in the world is that everybody in in official grown-up show business who had been waiting patiently for things to materialize are now basically trying to drink from a fire hose. All the things they were waiting for are all coming at them at once. Um, and it's the old thing, you know, be careful what you wish for. Uh, these, these are people who are the ones who green light things. 
who used to have people who read for them, and now they don't because of COVID and have to do all this reading themselves in order for them to supply their pipeline of product. And it's interesting. So, you know, we're hoping to make a, a trip out there mid-January to mid-February to touch base with our folks there we haven't seen in a couple of years. Uh, let them know that we have stuff for them, and uh, it's, it's their best interest to uh, greenlight the things we're going to show them. So the supply chain has changed with the food supply chain. Yeah. And the f- supply chain has changed in the Hollywood system as well. Absolutely. You know, it's... It, COVID has been such a permeating influence that, you know, it's changed the way that people do business. I don't know if it will change it completely going forward, but, you know, executives who hadn't been reading since they were interns are now forced to read. And they don't. What goes around comes around. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. And speaking of which, we came up with an interesting tool that you did. You want to talk a little bit about Table Read Theater and the partnership with MMFM? That's really cool. That's a, a sensational partnership. And, and it's really apropos because the latest bunch of episodes um, just dropped yesterday. And the purpose of Table Read Theater is to give those executives who don't have the time or the inclination to read your spec um, an opportunity to hear, get it lifted off the page and on a video so they can actually you know, absorb that content in an audiovisual way, which is really closer to what it's going to be when it gets, knock on wood, greenlit. So... Um, this all came about, you know, right when the pandemic started, when people, the, the, the interns started getting furloughed and, and executives were, you know, tearing their hair out. Uh, we figured out, well, let's, get, let's make it easy for them to say yes to us. You know, we all know that in Hollywood, everybody is looking for the smallest possible excuse to say no to your project. And they only say yes when they can't say no. So let's make it easy for them to not say no. And we came up with Table Read Theater. It's 30 minutes. You know, cast, uh, you cast your own thing. Your own, it could be either a section of a feature. It could be a 30-minute sitcom. It could be, you know, the first half of an hour long. You bring that, you bring your cast, you give them some direction. And, and it's a very raw thing. Um, and as we, we started it uh, last year, uh, we did a batch very late last year, which is, you know, growing by leaps and bounds. It's really the quality is so much better as we're getting the hang of it. And... You know, we've gotten some interesting feedback from grown-up show business people, like showrunners, like, oh, I have this thing that I can't get executives to, like, pay attention to. Could I come down? You know, these are, I, I, I can't drop the names right now, but these are names that you have seen on major broadcast shows. Showrunners, like, I have this thing that nobody wants to, could I bring it to Table Read Theater? I said, yeah, you can be your own showrunner of Table Read Theater. Right. I think oh, it's definitely a tool. I think it's an amazing concept. I mean... Table read has been such an integral part of the Hollywood system, mm-hmm. maybe since it started, because you can test things out before they actually go to screen. So oh, you're yeah. saving money. You have to do that table read to see who has chemistry. If they don't have chemistry, you know, you kind of have to get rid of them. But it also helps the directors and the writers to work a lot of problems out before the problems get in front of the camera. So this this is really a novel and an amazing yeah. idea. And using it to market your you know, creative talent. Uh, I'll give an example to, to prove how you're right, Kevin. You're right, and I'm going to prove you right. Um, I'm watching one of my table reads, and I realized, ooh, the guy who played Bob should have played Jeff. The guy who played Jeff should have played Bob. They would have been sensational. You know, that's the kind of thing that, on paper, this guy looked great in that role, and this other guy looked great in this other role. 
But when you get the the, the the script on its feet and walking around, you realize, oh, no, 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 I got to switch this. You know, it's kind of like, the, like they did in Friends with Courtney Cox and, and Jennifer Aniston that, no, wait a second, when they got it on the table read, they said, wait a second, no, no, you play Monica. You know, and had they cast it, left the cast like that, that show would have never gone anywhere. Yeah, that's Very amazing. Good. I didn't know we get a little bit of trivia. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I did not know that. Yeah. But that, that did work very well for them. So. No, that's great. And Patty, talk a little bit about the. Sorry, I'm looking around, guys. No. I'm just casing I out. I know she's, she's casing the we joint. We know you're quarterbacking everything. <laughs> yeah, quarterback. Yeah. She's <laughs> UPMing the event while she's podcasting. Yeah, I'm like, you know. But, uh. But talk a little bit about MMFM's relationship with the county and this development program in terms of developing our local talent here, yeah. including our very own screenwriter, Joe Garcia, who's who's a local talent. Absolutely. We, we we're here with, you know, three, four right. local talents. Actually, you know, it helps promote Miami IP because all the people that are up that do the table read, it's all writers and producers from Miami, from Miami-Dade County. And Miami-Dade County has totally supported our MMFM initiative, especially through uh, Commissioner Raquel Regalado. So another shout out to her and a shout out to the Board of County Commissioners and to the mayor who is just here who really support us and, and have seen the value of promoting Miami-Dade IP. Yeah. And like, and it's, it's, it's also a business. And like what I told them when we were pitching it is the fact that if you promote Miami IP, you know, it's good that you shoot a show here, which is great. But if, you know, JM's project gets greenlit and he does it, right. he lives in Miami. He's a Miami resident like you guys are. And then the money always comes back to Miami. So it's another way of getting around the hiccup that we have with, you know, the limited, although great, you know, and good. But we can't compete like with Georgia or something like that. Right. But we still, it's a way of getting around the... Uh, the, the the lack of incentive on a state level. I mean, at the end of the day, the intellectual property, the IP is what it's all about. Right. And if the intellectual property remains with the creator, no matter where it goes, the creator still gets the the sauce. Yeah. They still yeah. get the shine from, from where that IP comes from. And another thing that it does also is that it opens up because people who maybe would not look at Miami sees because the way that, that you all cast your own shows, it's all with Miami actors, and we use the Miami director, uh, editor. So, you know, sometimes they go, hey, you know, there's a really good crew base here, and there's really good talent here. So sometimes that could circumvent the lack of, of incentive, and maybe, you know, we can ultimately one day get the state incentive back, or at least get better local incentives yeah i love that because your mmfm finds creative ways of yeah. invigorating and reinvigorating the industry and keeping yeah. it going even without as the aforementioned uh state incentive uh kind of went away yeah and and we you know we hope that we get that program back but without that program we're still doing things. Miami Media and Film Market is still doing things to keep the industry rolling. As Stephen Colbert would say, meanwhile. <laughs> <laughs> but that comes from our genius creative director, J.L. Martinez, who's right, right here. What? Who figured, no. yeah, <laughs> who figured out a way to, to, to get around it. So... Yeah, he's always it, been a big champion of the Miami IP. Yeah, I think, and it's the creative talent, obviously, from the writing to the directing, the producing. Uh, it's it's a great location to film. We have the, some of the best crews in the world, 
uh, from a production standpoint. But this is a hotbed of creative talent. And I've been saying that for over a decade now, uh, ever since I came back from Los Angeles and just kind of seeing this young talent kind of bubbling over yeah. through the Miami Film Festival, the Cinema Center, the MMFM has become sort of these little hubs of talent that come around. And you start to see they start to compete on a regional level. But then you see that they start to compete on a national level, getting into Sundance, getting into Cannes. You know, we had the huge breakthrough with Moonlight. Those are all Miami talents with Miami stories. And, you know, obviously everything that Joe Garcia is doing and his connections to the industry, uh, uh, that I think that really the time is right for us to focus, as Patty said, on the IP, on the creative talent, and, which is competitive now with some of the best talents in the world. Yeah, and, it, and it, we, we're not the ones that are saying it. You know, we, thanks to, you know, you, we, we were working with, with the Brits for six years now. And Adrian Wooten, the British Film Commissioner, who's incredibly powerful worldwide, he's much more than just a commissioner. Uh, not that just a commissioner is just a commissioner is great, but you know what I mean. But um, he even said that he's incredibly impressed by the talent and the stories that Miami has to, you know, tell. Yeah, yeah. that's no, amazing. I mean, yeah. that relationship with the UK has really been fruitful. And that bridge across the pond yes. has has germinated a lot of connections and a lot of uh, moving the industry forward. And now with España. Oh, yeah. <laughs> That's yeah. right. Joe yeah. Chi was just mentioning that. Yeah, because we went to, in, uh, in November last year, we were given a lead uh, and we started working with uh, uh, Anderson, which are the people that are responsible for packaging and the tax credits. And then we, we, we met the people from Sequoia and, you know, make a long story short, you know, Netflix has pumped billions into the infrastructure in Madrid uh, so they can, because there's so much happening in L.A. and in London that they needed another place that they could produce their shows. And um, the crews in Spain are really good. And then with Miami, it's just a, a natural uh, you know the, the 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 friendship there and the the cultures, but what Madrid is not just doing Spanish speaking; they're doing global, and they're right. doing stuff in English. Because the chairman of Netflix, he went to open the studio, and like our friend Stuart McKinnon said, when we were there, they were still you know waiting for the paint to dry on the wall. But it's not just you know Netflix; Amazon is there, and all the streamers are there. So. That's another thing that MMFM did this year directly with very, very high people at, at, at the quality that MMFM uh, is known for. That's amazing. Or unknown for because a lot of people <laughs> were, you know, the little engine that could. And now it's kind of like the big locomotive that did. <laughs> yeah, no, absolutely. And the train is running and the talent seems to be flowing. Like you said, it's really about, you know, these new hotbeds of talent and content that are reaching global audiences mainly because of the streamers. Yeah, I mean, I could say, you know, a show like Money Heist, which oh, is yeah. out of Spain, and it's one of the biggest shows from Netflix, yeah. is an example. Mm -hmm. And, you know, we're waiting for the Miami Money Heist. Yep. <laughs> Joe, get the on Miami that. Money yeah. Heist <laughs> moment. <laughs> but, you know, I can't, we can't sing the praises of, Patty, what you've done over the oh. years. Um, Pasha. I mean, <laughs> 100%. <laughs> what, what you've done over the years and helping be one of the guiding lights and one of the guiding forces to help the industry to continue to move. Yeah. I mean, with Miami Media Film Market. So, but I do have a question for 
Mr. J.M. Garcia yeah. over there. What do you think about these international intellectual properties really becoming big hits? I mean, I just talked about Money Heist, Squid Game, which mm -hmm. is a South Korea show, South Korean show, big hit. It's the biggest hit that Netflix has had, bar none. I mean, this is incredible. I mean, is, is this a time for creators, a time for writers? It is. And one of the things that's interesting is when the pandemic first hit, um, I was talking to my manager out in L.A. and he said, oh, I'm talking to this guy I know on Netflix. And they're shocked that people in the middle of the country, not the sophisticated New York, L.A. you know, corridor, they're, they're watching stuff with subtitles. <laughs> and part of it was is that they had burned through the library. We had seen everything that was you know English language. And if you're stuck in lockdown in Peoria, in somewhere in Nebraska, in New Mexico, you right. got to watch something. And, <laughs> you and, watch something. You know, and they broke down and watched things that were in French and in Italian. And they realized, you know, subtitles aren't really that bad. And the stories are really good. And it could, because at the end of the day, it all comes down to story. Right. You can, you can have all the effects you want. You can have you know, the, the A++ list actors you want. But if the story doesn't work, nothing works. And I think people are now finally realizing that it's not the icing, but the cake that matters. Right. right. Wow, that's well put. But to add one thing about the international things, my father used to have a dubbing company in, in Cuba. And uh, so I'm a big, you know, I don't... I'm a snob. I like to watch it in the original, everything in the original language. But one day I was just trying, you know, flipping through, and there's a French show that I love with Omar Sy, you know. Yeah, Lupin. Ugh. Lupin. He is so handsome. And um, um, he, he's nominated for a bunch of stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Lupin was one of their biggest shows. And I watched it in Spanish for a little, I mean, in English for a little while. And the dubbing quality is amazing. Of so there, it's another part of it. And I call JL, and that's another part of the industry for actors who who aren't working. And it, it's another job generator is because the dubbing companies kind of like failed in the 90s and 70s, 80s, and 90s. And now they're becoming hot again. And the yeah. quality of the dubbing is just so good that if you want to, you can watch it in you know your own language. And you won't lose that much because it is really good quality. I mean, Lupin is just, the dubbing is fantastic. Yeah. I mean, here in Miami, we have The Kitchen, which is one of the bigger dubbing companies yeah. in, in the country. Yeah. So Miami has it all. We have it. Everything yes, you can do. find, you can find it in Miami. Yep. Absolutely. Say. Yeah. Yeah. So I was talking about strength of story. Mm-hmm. I said Squid Game. I'm glad Pat Patty brought up Lupin, which was one of my favorite shows. How do you feel about this push and this drive towards this international, this international uh, storytelling? Well, when you look at it and in the context of social media and the Internet, we are becoming much less isolated. You know, and it first started with, I mean, many years ago with, ooh, Americans are consuming British content. Because that was in a little hop. That wasn't that bad. And then all of a sudden, the you know Canadians, because they can fake being American. Um, shout out to Ethan, our, our resident Canadian. Shout out to Ethan. Um, and then next thing you know, the Australians showed up, you know, with Peter Weir and all these guys. So now there's an Anglosphere. And then other countries where English is a strong second language started coming on board. And, you know, eventually it'll get to the point where we see in science fiction where it's all one thing. We're not right. 
so compartmentalized by our, you know, we have our own cultures, we have our own identities, but we're not bound by them. We can consume, we can understand that the story about this guy who is in the tribal something in the Himalayas, we are, that's not our culture, but we can get the relationship between a mother and a daughter, and we can get the relationship between two friends. That's all international, and how you assemble that and drive that into the into the viewer's consciousness that story yeah you know and now we're getting to the point where we're not putting up those reflexive walls of oh that's from bulgaria ooh cooties you know now we're like oh that looks interesting yeah you know it's like oh they, i didn't know they did that over there like, oh you know and next thing you know you're watching and you're telling people oh, oh did you see the bulgarian thing? oh amazing the bulgarian and the music you wouldn't you know and next thing you know you are an ambassador for this internationalism and the best thing about that is because not all countries are the same scale it allows people once a once a small country gets on board then the smaller player in a large country can say wait a second i too can punch above my weight right by the way i'm, I'm raising my hand you know i'm one of these guys that my mission is to punch above my weight yeah yeah you know and and you get into a situation where you're now so confident that this there's a saying that the actual proves the possible yeah so now you can go into any room with absolute confidence in Hollywood, knowing that I know the story is solid, and you, Mr. Executive, or you, Madam Executive, are a complete idiot if you don't agree with <laughs> You don't say that. You just think it really loud. Right. Yeah, yeah. And that's incredible because that also lets us know that Miami, which because we have had our incentive problems, mm -hmm. the industry has gone down a bit, but the intellectual property is what keeps us above the water above the fray yep. and it will bring back production because when the the creatives that hold that ip eventually get enough juice they can say if they, they get to a certain level they say you know what i know it's a hit a little bit on the budget but this story can only work in miami you know moonlight already proved that mm -hmm. actually the demand from barry jenkins to have the film shot here really proved to be right right so the, the the real goal is let's get the creatives in a position to have enough juice so we have enough creatives have enough juice then in spite of the incentive issues the industry will come back and maybe that coming back will prompt people at the legislature in the governor's mansion to say wait a second okay let, let, let's let's figure something out here yeah you know and i am adamant I, I will one day when I'm in a nursing home and my brain is liquid, I will say <laughs> there is always a workaround. Yeah. There, you know, the only time there's not a workaround is when you stop looking for one. Yeah. You know, and and if we look at the things that we're doing here at MMFM, a lot of it is just aggressive Olympic caliber workaround. Right. We can't do that. Well, how about if we do this thing with accounting? We'll talk to the city, we'll talk to this guy, you know, public private, and next thing you know, it becomes feasible for a given entity to say, What well, yeah, yeah, okay, well. We'll shoot some in Miami. Yeah. And that's a story. A shout out to Sedona Supermarket, who have been totally amazing. Absolutely. Totally. Yeah. Their volunteer, their sense of, of community, their sense of commitment. I mean, it's amazing. And another shout out, I keep saying it all day, but our city of Miami police department. Oh, yeah. Rocks yeah. and the candidates, because we have the, the police academy here. <laughs> that's yes. right. We just saw them. Yeah. Yeah, we yeah. wanted to get an interview with someone from Sedano's. It looks like they're breaking down. So yeah. it's, 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 up, it's a hop us over. Did we did yeah. we give away the 500 already? So let, let me let me get somebody from Sedano's. We so need Sedano's. Okay, this is the right, Patty. Sedano's, Coke, and Santa Claus. Okay, you got it. I'll be right back. <laughs> yeah. Thank you, Patty. Everybody That's wants always that. always an amazing job making things happen. <laughs> 
Jump FM and beyond. JM, I think uh, looking over at Santa in this hot weather, I'm feeling a script coming along. Oh, man. That poor guy, he, this guy is sweating like O.J. Simpson on a polygraph. I mean, this, <laughs> the guy is in velvet. That's, that's a legit beard he's got. Yeah, that, that's, that, not a yeah, that's the real deal. So We got to write something around this story. Santa Claus in Miami. Santa Claus in Miami. And this story should be continued. So yeah. I think that we've had a great update from our good friends at the MMFM crew yes. about what is to come. We will be back to a live event. I have to do that plug in June of 2022. So check out MiamiMediaFilmMarket.org so you can sign up and be one of the first to get in on our first live event in two years. Uh, it's going to be fantastic. Lots of great speakers. More chat about writing, financing, streaming wars, digital content, maybe a Santa Claus story or two. You never know. That'd be great for the pitch session. Yeah, really. See if we can outdo that that jumbo chicken that came out one year. <laughs> the, the, oh, cow. the cow. And the cow. The cow with a little dog. Yeah. The cow and the dog. So always something new and interesting on the streets of Little Havana. Uh, we'll be back after the break. Want to thank our guests Joe Garcia, Patty Arias, Kevin Sharpley, Jail Martinez. We hear this is the North Pole Report from Santa Claus himself. That's right. The North Pole Report from Mr. Santa Claus. Put on those earbuds. Mr. Claus. You're looking good, my friend. Very jolly. All right. Ladies and gentlemen, we're back live. Habas Radio, powered by Screen Heat Miami. Kevin Sharpley back, the co-host, J.O. Martinez. Here we go. And we have our good friends from Coca-Cola and a very special friend from the North Pole, Mr. Santa Claus, is with us. Hello. This is the interview we've been bump, waiting for. Then, but I, I, need a, I need a bump, though, at least first. Christmas? No, no, here. Oh, oh, there you go. <laughs> I'll get it eventually. Here, grab that microphone there, Mr. Claus. Yeah, you can hold it. Yeah, because the, the kids have been waiting all morning to hear from you, my friend. Ho, 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 we're here. Oh, absolutely. Welcome. Welcome, Mr. Kringle. And welcome. And, and give us your full name again. Uh, my name is Carlos Diaz Granados. I'm the Territory General Manager for Coke, Florida and here in Miami. Great. And, and Carlos, first of all, thank you once again for sponsoring this great event year after year. Yeah, we're very proud as, as, uh, as Coca-Cola Beverages Florida. We are always uh, we're very happy to partner with Camacol, and uh, we're always looking to support the community and be an integral part of, of uh, good citizenship and good stewardship of the communities we serve. Yeah, this has been a great partnership. I mean, to see how this has grown over the years and to see Coca-Cola right. as a part of this Habas yes. is tremendous. We've done it over the last uh, several years. And not only have we participated, but also expanded our participation and contribution with them, not only with Kamakol uh, in Little Havana, but Kamakol in other in other uh, areas, in other towns, Doral, and other in other areas. So we're very proud of this partnership. Yeah, this is amazing. And of course, as part of the yearly partnership, you bring a very special guest from the North Pole. We want to introduce the one and only. Mr. Chris Santa. Kringle, a.k.a. Santa Claus. <laughs> oh, 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 it's wonderful to be here, guys. Absolutely. Welcome. Yeah. Thank you for doing I know this is a very busy time of year for you, my yes, friend. Yes, it is. So we appreciate you taking the time not only to do the show, but to do this event and greet all of the, the wonderful folks who have been waiting in line for so long to yeah. receive their hummus. They've been here quite a while waiting for, to get go through these lines, and it's just an awesome event. Very awesome. People helping people is it's just... It, is it, it's hard to say. It's just uh, just awesome to be, to be a part of it. Yeah, we've it's seen really you greet is. everyone. Oh, I try. Yeah, I person try. to person. I, I when I first got here, I tried to shake hands with all the police officers. Uh, everyone I saw, I did. I did shake their hand, but 
you know I didn't see everybody. <laughs> <laughs> but you do. You but have you can eyes, feel everywhere. You have eyes and yeah. ears everywhere. That's okay. right. <laughs> but I'm, I'm talking the hand-to-hand. Right, know, right, shit. right. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah, so, I, so, you know, obviously, look, we've been teasing this all morning. Uh, the kids who are watching are all wanting to know, what is the current situation up in the North Pole? How are the elves doing? How's the supply chain with the they're, toys? They're hard at work. Uh, <laughs> some of them are just, some of them get kind of confused on what they're doing. <laughs> but for the most part, they're doing a very good job. Here just the other day I checked on them. It was like 56 degrees below zero. Yeah. But they're they're getting through it. They love um, the 56 degrees, but uh, that's, that's like they're, they're Miami. Yeah. <laughs> I'm glad I'm here. <laughs> yeah, we were just talking about the fun Santa Claus has on Cayocho. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> well, that's that's the theory, and, and maybe you can correct it if we're wrong, but we understand that what actually powers Santa Claus through the night is a couple shots of cafecito here in Little Havana, and that's what gets you through the night. Is that true? You wouldn't believe what power Santa Claus. <laughs> it's cafecito and Coca-Cola. <laughs> <laughs> the dream duo we have them right here. It's, it's the Christmas spirit. So let's go back to Coca-Cola a little bit. Uh, Tell us a little bit of some of the other ways that you're involved in the community throughout the year. Well, uh, Coca-Cola Beverages, Com- uh, uh, Beverages Florida, it is a local butler. Uh, it is privately held. It's a minority-owned uh, uh, butler in the state of Florida. And uh, we have three pillars. We have uh, education, which we support. Uh, we are very involved with the education development, the school districts. We support all kinds of computers, and we do laptops. We are also uh, very big in sustainability. We were talking to Mayor Cava today. We're trying to uh, expand uh, recycling. Uh, all of our products are recyclable. So we want to make sure that we have the capability to uh, educate people to recycle bottles. Uh, it, is, it is not only good for the environment, but it's also uh, very economically feasible for us. We don't have to create plastic. We can re- 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 repurpose it and reuse it. Uh, so we are big on that, and we're also doing as of sustainability. We do a lot of uh, uh, beach cleanups. We have uh, a, a water conservation, uh, uh, that sort of thing. So, so we are that's part of education, economic development. We did a project with Kamakol a few years back, where we are uh, we were part of a, a, an incubator program, uh, helping. Uh, uh, people of low, uh, low income resources and, and starting new businesses to create business plans and, and, and kind of give them direction and how to go about opening businesses. So we are, uh, we, we are big in, in our community. We believe that we need to support uh, the places where we uh, not only do business, but we work and, and pray. Wow, that's amazing. Wow. That's amazing. That's a, Yeah, and a lot of people don't know because they see the big Coca-Cola brand. They assume it's all this giant corporation, yeah. but there are local companies like yours. Local uh, company and, and all of our manufacturers done locally. Uh, we employ over 5,000 uh, associates in the state of Florida, and, and our resources are not only produced but spent in, in the state of Florida. We have thousands, thousands of customers throughout 40, 45 counties. And, wow. you know, Coca-Cola is such an indelible brand. Yes. And it's not just about drinking the Coca-Cola, but it's about Coca-Cola giving back. Coca-Cola giving back. Yes, we have we have a, we have a great tradition uh, throughout uh, our brand uh, uh, in, in giving back to the communities. We really, really want to be part of the local community. We are making great efforts towards that goal. 
Yeah, absolutely. Hobbes is a great event to yes. to kind of spark it off, to kind of end the, end the year in. Definitely. And we, of course, sponsor Santa. Santa. <laughs> there you go. Santa, which I you always wonder why Santa wore red. I love yes, I love when you. the kids come to him and go, did you get my letter? And he's just... <laughs> yes. I get them all. Now we know the other all. secret drink that powers Santa Claus through the night. Maybe it's Coca-Cola as well. That's uh, what I said, cafecito and yes. Coca-Cola. So, so Santa was telling me that you two were in the what naughty list, or what was it? The, I can explain oh, no. I can explain list. <laughs> Oh, okay. I'll send you an email a little later. <laughs> okay, I'll be looking for That's it. That's why we put you in the hot seat to clear yes, that up. I see. But it's uh, a misunderstanding. I see how it works. In all seriousness, I do have three little ones that sent you a letter, Sophia, Layla, and Gabriel. So if we can uh, if we can see, we can do something about them. It's not about us. Mrs. Claus has to be happy as well. It's not about us. Right. I know. It's I know. little ones. Yes. So, yeah, we can okay. look out for those three names. Uh Lost. So and we're back. So this is great. Thank you, Coca Cola. Thank, you, so thank you, Santa Claus. Thank you, thank, Carlos. And thank, thank you, Coca Cola. The great partnership. We look forward to continue to develop the relationship. And thank you to the community for supporting this great event. Absolutely. And thank you, thank you Carlos. Coca Cola. Thank you for doing what you're doing. I call you Coca Cola, <laughs> but I thank you for what you're doing. Santa, you can call him anything you want. <laughs> I know. Thanks, thank Santa. Thanks, bye Carlos. Bye. <laughs> thank you. And yes, we're not going to stop. We're not going to stop. The party doesn't stop here. The party only stops. When Sedano's drops off all that great food, yes. that's when it starts. Man, that hobbis, that hobbis stopped. I mean, that went really fast. I know. This was like, this is this is the hottest item in Little Havana today. Thank you, Santa. Thank, Thank you, you, Santa. We really appreciate it. Your email, Little This is looking. Yes. Pedro Mesa is here with us from Sedano's. Thank you, Pedro, for being with us. Oh, thank you. Good morning. How are you guys doing? We're doing great. We're doing I think great. we had you here last year. Yes. You did. You well, did. And I think we need to explain again for our, our new viewers this year is that Pedro is not only with Sedanos, he is also the chair of the Habas Committee at Camacol. Uh, yes, I am. I'm the lucky guy that we get to coordinate this and make this happen. So very proud of that position. Absolutely. And I think that partnership, it doesn't get any better than that. So. He's the best. <laughs> Patty said it. And his team rocks. Uh-oh. Uh -oh. oh, I think we lost. The, oh, we're back. There you go. Okay, I think it's just our monitor, but uh, so yeah, we are back. So Pedro, explain to us a little bit about the organization of the of the, the Habas this year, as opposed to the previous years. Oh, it's been different, just like everything else. Uh, this year has been different, but we got it done. That's the main thing, and let's go back uh, from back to to the beginning. We 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 are here. We have 500 families that are happy to have the Havas be able to have a great uh, Nochebuena. So that's what makes us happy. Was it a struggle to get it done? Yes, obviously. Uh, the sponsors uh, suffer just like everybody else. Right. We have less uh, sponsors, and and that makes everything harder. But. Uh, we foresee a much better future. Hopefully, we'll be back to normal to be able to have uh, as many havas as we have done in the back in the past. Plus, uh, the main thing is we're back home. We're in Kamakot building, so so we're very happy for that also. Yeah, absolutely. So, and look, even though it's 500, there's still 500 families that are going to have an amazing meal this Christmas because of you guys in particular. So, let's get into the nitty gritty. You know what? What's inside a, a typical Sedanos hava? Inside the Sedano Sabas, there's everything. There's the rice, there's the beans, uh, there's the, the desserts, the cookies, uh, the pastries. Uh, they also get the lechon, the paleta. So that's something that uh, everybody needs for, for a good Nochebuena. So we're very happy that they get all that along with the drinks. Uh, they get the Coke, the Pepsi. Uh, they get products from Goya. They get everything. It's a, it's a hefty, hefty bag. And, and we're very happy to be able to do it again. And, and hopefully next year we'll be here again. 
and with a lot more families being able to take it home. Yeah, so Absolutely. in the Habas, then they have something that can last for a while. It's not just a one hit meal. No, no, for sure. That's uh, They'll have a great Noche Buena, but they'll have also a good 25th and a 26th and a 27th. There's plenty right. of food there for a few days. That's amazing. Yeah, it's, I always love those leftovers. <laughs> we all do. We That's all right. do. <laughs> I love them a little bit too much. <laughs> little sandwichito the morning after uh, with some lechon. It doesn't little get Cuban better bread. than that. <laughs> You're good to go. Heaven, heaven. And us Hispanics, we started day earlier, Noche Buena. So That's the thing, yeah. We don't wait until the 25th. We started day early. Yeah. Sometimes those parties go into the 25th, <laughs> yeah. right? Those, those are the best ones. The real traditionalists won't even serve the pork until midnight. That's correct. That's correct. Well, the real tradition is, uh, you know, marinating the pork, right. which is a party unto its own. It absolutely then is. Then the 24th and then the 25th. So. <laughs> there you go. It's, it's, it's definitely a week-long affair. Yep. you got to put some recipes up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Absolutely. So, so yeah, let's talk a little bit about, you know, obviously you're part of uh, Camacol and, and Sedanos as well. A little bit of, you know, what are some of the other ways that you get involved with the community throughout the year? Oh, we, we do a lot. Well, this is a season of giving for us. We use that uh, slogan also. And this year we added something new, which has been a hit. Not only are we giving to the needy families and the different organizations that give out to the, to the, to the people that need it, but we also are surprising people in the stores. Regular customers like you and I are shopping. And we come up with that with the little bell, Christmas bell we have, and then we pay for their groceries, oh, everything wow. that they were going to buy. Wow, that's we're, incredible. We're paying for it. So we're doing that all over the Miami, all of the different Sedanos. And obviously that has been a hit. Everybody enjoys uh, getting their groceries paid for. That's I, amazing. Yeah, yeah. So that's a. it's not just a Christmas time thing. That's a year-round give yeah. back that you guys are doing. Yeah, and that's the other great. thing that we're doing, and it's actually uh, in social media now in Sedanos, uh, uh, Facebook and Instagram, you can go in and you can uh, choose a family to get $500 in groceries. You're not choosing for yourself. You're not putting your name. You're sponsoring some friend or family that you know that you need, you know that needs that help. So if you go to Sedano's Instagram, uh, you're going to find a way of doing that. And, and that has also been tremendous. You know, wow. that, I, I love that. And I think that that's something we should put on our podcast. Follow Sedano's on Insta. <laughs> yep. We should yeah. put that on our on our website. Oh, I love yeah. that. I think it's a great idea. And obviously, you know, and, and even on behalf of the podcast, but also MMFM and Table Theater, you even sponsor the lunches for our yep. cast and crew, which they're very appreciative. Oh, they were great lunches. I know you have partaken as well, my friend. <laughs> I have. That's right. <laughs> so thank you for doing that and for, for sponsoring our local media industry as well. Oh, I, no. Thank you. Thank you. And, and like you said, it's a year round thing. Uh, obviously, this is the big time. This is when everybody uh, deserves to have a great Noche Buena and a great Christmas. So we're here and, and we have to make it happen. But it's year round that we are part of the community and and, and it's important for us. Very important for Sedanos to be in the community. I have Absolutely. a big question. This is something and we have not really talked about this. The relationship with Sedanos and Camacol and the Habas over the years. I mean, this is a long standing tradition. It is. It is. And we are very well represented right now by Camacol, so we are very proud to be part of Camacol, and, and I think all the grocers uh, should be very proud because we are very well represented. So, yes, we've been here for many, many years, and we've been doing the Havas for many, many years also. But here. Yes, yes. our star. Right. The co-host, the co-host. Am I back on? Yeah. You're on. Yeah. I think. Pedro Mesa is really our star, and, and we're so much into so cor oh. co corporate social responsibility, and I think a company like Sedano's is embodifies really corporate social responsibility. I mean, because they give back to the community all the time, which is truly what we all, MMFM, Camacol, which is what we all as individuals believe in. So that's 
really cool. We I think this them. is yeah. what the fortieth year of the Hobbits. Actually, is, is I that think right? it's thirty-six I believe it's thirty-six. Thirty-six wow. years. So the big four zero is coming. It, it's coming. <laughs> yeah. It's coming, and it's going to be back to normal. It's going to be walk walk-ins and uh, wow. big amount of Hobbits. I'm confident that next year it's going to be a great year. Yeah, yeah no, we're very excited. And I think this is what a great way to end the Habas radio broadcast as we see that the Habas is coming to an end. The trucks are clearing out. They're getting ready for the next event. But, Pedro, uh, again, thank you so much for everything you do for the community. No, thank you for giving me the opportunity to, to, to reach your audience. And yeah. I greatly appreciate it. Absolutely. So, yeah, follow Sedanos. Yeah. Uh, Follow MMFM, follow Screen Heat Miami, follow Comicol. Follow, follow Patty Arias. Follow Patty Arias. <laughs> <laughs> She's great on Facebook. You definitely got to hit her up there. Yep. So this has been an amazing year, an amazing broadcast. Right, Kevin? Another one. Yeah. This Another man one in the books. Literally got off a plane from Kenya <laughs> from and drove Kenya. straight here to Just do the broadcast. To come and do the Hobbits. So that was, miss it. That's a hell of a commute. I thought Aventura was bad. <laughs> Mahina de Kenya. No, Aventura can be worse. <laughs> so, yes, I think. Coming from Aventura could be a little yes. worse sometimes. In the immortal words of Feliciano, Feliz Navidad, Prospero Año, y Felicidad. felicidad. Amen. All right. Amen. Thank you, everyone. Bye. That's it. Bye. Bye, guys. Bye. See you next year. Bye.